Okay. This is the tale of Paul Bunyan, written by Laurie Haskins Howron and read by Mommy and, and Philip. And I'm going to tell you that I think this is where the original tall tale came from. This is the original tall tale. Ready? Long ago, the pine trees in Maine grew so tall, their tops jabbed holes in the sky. Paul Bunyan was born among those mighty pines. He was such a big baby, his parents had to use a wagon for a carriage. And when he cried, his tears made puddles the size of ponds. Paul's first sneeze blew a flock of ducks south, smack in the middle of summer. That seems a little tall to me, doesn't it? <laughs> By the time he turned 18, Paul stood 13 axe handles high, and he was growing an inch a day. It takes you a, 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 a half a year to grow an inch, maybe even longer. Soon, he left home to join a logging crew. Was 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 I really big like he was when he was a baby? Mm, you weren't quite as big. He was pretty big, pretty big. Now let's see what happens to him. All winter, Paul and the other lumberjacks chopped down trees. Paul worked faster than the rest of the men put together. He could fell a dozen pines with a single blow. Now, do you understand what that means? That means when they say that a lumberjack fell a tree, it means it made the tree fall, which means chopped down. So when it says he could fell a dozen pines with a single blow, it means he could knock down 12 big pine trees with just one chop of his axe. Now, it wasn't long before he became the boss of the crew. Paul's first command was to the camp cook. More pea soup, he thundered. Paul was always hungry and pea soup was his favorite. Have you ever had pea soup? No, I think we should make it. Would that be fun? What is, what is he saying? Let's see what happens. The cook hitched up the camp wagon and he drove right across the frozen lake to the nearest town and loaded up on peas. But on the way back to camp, the wagon plunged through the ice. No, oh, no, all the ice fell into the river. Paul scratched his enormous chin. No problem, he said, and he poured a barrel of salt into the lake and then a barrel of pepper. And then he told his men to make a ring of logs around the edge. Paul set the logs on fire and soon the whole lake was boiling and the fine smell of pea soup filled the air. Dinner! Hollered Paul. Do you see what he did there? He turned it into a big soup bowl. 
Winter was always cold in Maine. That year, it got so cold, it snowed blue for 10 straight days. We've never been in snowy weather here, but I've heard that it can get so cold that it turns blue. Now, Paul was deep in the woods when he heard a whimper. It was a baby ox shivering under a tree. The ox's white coat had turned bright blue from the snow. Come here, little babe, said Paul, and he scooped up the ox and carried him back to camp. Paul fed the ox a bowl of pea soup, and then he put the ox to bed in the stable. That night, the ox began to grow and grow, and the next morning, the baby ox was gone, and so was the stable. Paul found the ox standing in the pea soup lake, licking the bottom dry, and the stable was perched on his back like a turtle's shell. Well, didn't you grow up fast, said Paul, but I'm still going to call you babe. That is the biggest ox I think I've ever seen. What about you? Yeah. I've never seen a blue one before, have you? Yeah. Babe went to work with Paul and his crew. The first thing he did was help Paul fix the logging road. It was awfully twisty. So Paul tied one end of the road to Babe's horns, and then with a good tug, Babe straightened that road right out. Now the days kept getting colder. Raccoons stole the coats off of sleeping bears and fish grew fur over their gills. And one morning the lumberjack's words froze solid in midair. Hello, hello, they called, but they couldn't hear a thing. Not till spring when the words finally thawed. Dear me. And the river thawed too. Babe helped Paul's crew push the logs into the water. Ride these logs down the river. Don't stop till you reach the nearest sawmill, Paul told one of his, 10 of his men. And then he and Babe headed west with the rest of the crew. Turns out that the river didn't lead to a sawmill. It didn't lead to anything at all. It was the round river and it flowed around and around in a big circle and Paul's men didn't know what to do so they just kept right on riding the logs. Well, 20 years later, Paul passed by the same spot and there were his men with long white beards still floating along the river. The water had worn those logs into just slender sticks. Might as well put those sticks to good use said Paul, and he made the sticks into fishing poles, and his men caught the last of the furry fish from the Round River. This is why you almost never see fish with fur anymore. Do you think that there were a lot of fish with fur? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Definitely not. Yes. <laughs>
Yeah, okay, well. Paul and Babe crisscrossed the country, logging forests from Maine to California and back again. They made some important stops along the way. In Oregon, Paul put out a campfire by piling rocks on it, and that's how Mount Hood came to be. In Minnesota, Paul and Babe's footprints filled with rain, and those prints became Minnesota's famous 10,000 lakes. And on the way through Arizona, Paul dragged his axe along the ground and carved out the Grand Canyon. Well, lumberjacks came and went, but none left their mark like the great Paul Bunyan. Now, Paul Bunyan wasn't a real person. He was invented by lumberjacks who liked to tell wild tales. And the tales got taller and taller over time, much like Paul himself. Now folks in Maine swear he was created there, but other states lay claim to him too. You can find statues of Paul Bunyan in Maine and Michigan and Minnesota and Indiana and Wisconsin and Oregon and even here in California. And what do you think about that? Yeah, me too. The end.